So there's this Hebrew word called blessing. This Hebrew word that we see in this text filtered through. It is deeper than just a sense of gifting. It is a well-being. A well-being that infiltrates the life, every dimension of a human life, the material, the social, the spiritual. The things of our lives, the friends of our lives, and the deep gladness in the Lord. This well-being gives us a foundation that helps us get through those almost inevitable struggled times in our lives. God promises to touch every single aspect of Abram's life. Not as a gift to Abram because of his faithfulness, though Abram was a faithful man, but as a gift through him to all the people of the earth, to all the families of the earth. Because God is a generous God. Ultimately, all that God promises Abraham in this legacy, this legacy to have children, which Abram wonders how can that be because he's childless at the end of his middle years and his wife has been barren all of these years. This legacy of children that ultimately become a nation and out of that nation comes this Christ, this Christ that we worship today, that the Savior of the world, Abram cannot even begin to imagine the depths and the completeness of that blessing. And imagine, Abram never even got to see most of it. He died even before his son had any grandchildren. But through this legacy, he leaned into the promises of this generous God. And through him, he blessed everyone that came in contact with him. He first had been blessed because his father had brought him out of Ur up into the land of Haran. And in that land, they had prospered. They had acquired sheep and animals and people and a lifestyle. And so now Abram leans into that and he meets people along the way and he blesses them. He, he blesses them with a place to eat and to stay as they sojourn through the world, through the land. He sets up altars and he prays to God and he teaches his own family and the families that pass by how to worship this generous God. He blesses the son of his brother Lot, who lost his father early on, and he raised Lot much like a son. And he passed these blessings on to the next generation. We are blessed by those who came before us. And we will bless the next generation like Abram was blessed by the generations that came before him and he blessed those who came after him and the story goes on and on and on. 
We call this series generosity. From generation to generation with this notion that generosity doesn't start with us. We don't come up with it on our own. We receive it today because of the generosity of so many that came before us. In our personal lives, that is, people who have impacted our lives, perhaps a parent, perhaps a grandparent, perhaps a friend, a mentor. In this church, we uh, lean into the gifts that were given to us and blessed by the generations that came before us. We're but one stop along this journey. We are but one leg of God's ongoing blessing to all the earth. 150 years ago, people calling themselves Methodists gathered and, and uh, took up residence in Wise County. And we're told in our booklet about this community of faith called Methodists that for some 20 years, the Methodists met in the home of Stephen and Mary Ghost. Now we're told in that story that they met there because Mary had the only organ in the community and they wanted to sing the old hymns. But I have to tell you, expecting guests every Sunday for 20 years? Can you imagine what the household is like on Saturday night as they prepare for all those who will come the next day to worship? It reminds me of all the pastors who spend 20-some years preparing to share the word of God with each of you on Sunday morning. How the family sacrifices for something that's bigger than them getting ready for this company every single day was more than commitment. It was an act of generosity, this generosity, this giving away of themselves for something that was bigger than they were. Last week, Todd talked about being coming a part of something bigger than we are, how Nathaniel recognized in Jesus' call that, that he desired not only to be known by God, but also to be a part of something that blesses even bigger and more people than he was, to be a part of this movement that would bless the entire world. Generosity is a little bit different than stewardship. In that stewardship is the caretaking of things that have been entrusted to us, things that we have inherited, things that perhaps we have even earned. And certainly encapsulated in this sense of generosity is this sense of stewardship. This sense of caregiving and honoring and loving and holding that which has been passed along to us. I believe in being responsible, being good stewards, not only of what we've been given here on this piece of property in Decatur, Texas, but what we've been given in the world, in the land, in our society, in our families. I believe in that. But generosity is more than that. It's a, it's a part of our 
developing character. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of what people can see in us. It's something that people absolutely recognize without us having to define it. Everybody recognizes a generous person. We don't have to define that for our children. They recognize it. They recognize the nickel that is given for offering every single Sunday, even though it probably means that there's a sacrifice to the family finances. They recognize when a stepfather steps up to love his wife's children, not because he, just because he loves her, but because he loves them and knows that this love goes beyond them, into the next generation. The giving away, we recognize when one is so generous with their earnings that they give it all away because they recognize they are blessed in so many others. I remember a professor once told me that uh, if we were truly to lead the church that we needed to move beyond a tithe. So someone asked, how much beyond a tithe, Professor? And he said, I was thinking at least half of what you make. That's what John Wesley did, half of what he made. And people notice that. We don't have to define it. They see it. They see it at work. These examples are a personal characteristic that goes beyond who we are and what we are. It is so important and so central to our Christian faith, not only because it shows and shines a light on the generosity that we receive through Christ, but also because it shapes and it forms us. It changes our hearts. It changes us. And, and Robert Snazy says the opposite of generosity is selfishness and self-absorption and greed. And generosity begins to break down those things that limit our human life and replaces them instead with a purpose that is bigger than us. It's not just about giving money, though that is part of it. It's about giving our entire selves away. It becomes a rule of life. The monastics call a rule of life that which forms and shapes them every single day, that which guides them every single day. A practice that shapes our relationship with God as well as our relationship with others. It's a spiritual discipline that takes intentionality, and it grows over time. The last verse that we read in this passage says that, And Abram journeyed on by stages. And indeed, for the next 13 chapters, we read the stories of how Abram blessed and shaped the lives of those who lived among him and around him and traveled through his camp. Generosity grows. Generosity develops, but only if we give it intentional attention. 
Starting with intentionality becomes a rule of life, something that forms and shapes us, a willingness to invest not only in our own life, but in the lives of others, through our wallets, through our very soul. When we invest in the lives of the next generation through our sense of generosity, then we can take the next step in the journey. The next step in God's journey. The journey that God has called us to. The journey that shapes and molds and gives meaning to our Christian lives. The journey that gives meaning to others through our witness. And so the story continues with you and me, built upon all that we have received from those who went before us in this beautiful community called the Cater Methodist family. Thanks be to God for the blessings we receive so that we might also be a blessing.